All right. What did you just say to me? I said I could stick it up your butt. The table. Yeah, take the table and stick the table up my ass. That's a really good call. Oh. That would help with my healing, don't you think? Yeah. Make your shit a lot easier. Yeah, if there's a table up my ass. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for making it in the introduction of this podcast. Oh, that's good. It's a good way to start the show. Yeah. yeah. So, is it yours? So. Yep. What is it? Water. Empty or? Yeah, empty. I just, I'm, I'll take it out with the I'm right here. <laughs> You weren't. All right, quit giving Ian shit right, just because he's got. Just because Ian's got want. sixteen water bottles doesn't mean that he's. Yeah, well, he's uh. He spends ruining, destroying the planet. Twenty-four hours in the bathroom. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing in the bathroom no, so much, dude? Life, life's like that. <laughs> life's like that, dude. Sometimes you gotta go to the bathroom. Exactly. No, dude, this is fucking comedic gold. <laughs> it's like muffled, far away. Yeah miscellaneous comments yeah you can chop and edit things like that i'm pretty sure oh it says add a flag that's where you can go back and edit there you go flag added so this is the real beginning this is the real beginning for the post yeah all right so all the other times all right till the end till the end baby (laughs) till the end that's what this podcast is called yeah we've been what the last time we did one of these was in together guatemala in last summer i guess yeah oh we did a podcast with michael miller we did a podcast with michael miller it wasn't for till the end but since then yeah in mizante we did a show oh yeah true but we that was for spin frequency so this is our our most recent till the end podcast since guatemala city august 2021 so we waited a full 12 months actually more than that because it was like august we had 13 pajminas for that episode true Damn. Yeah. I remember that. That was a long time ago now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we wanted to make this one really special. So just so you all can catch up for context, Ian and I just took two tabs of acid each. That's it? 45 minutes ago, we ate I thought you five said grams two of... Two tabs before. Five oh. grams of mushrooms. <laughs> we uh, just smoked three hits of DMT. Yep. And uh, we're, we're about to share a bottle of tequila. <laughs> We're already, man. Wow, a lot's happened since the last time we've done this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you went back home to write the book. Yeah, to finish, I did most of it in Guatemala. There was like, yeah, two more chapters that I wanted yeah. to put some work into. And then you did final editing and all that kind of stuff. And then yep. you went to Miami to yep. go do all the stuff regarding the book. Yeah, yeah. I stayed in Guatemala. At a but he was grinding in San Pedro. I, 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 no, I was in San Marcos, but I, oh, true. you know, just one of many existential dark nights of the soul. Sure. <laughs> in succession over time. I feel you. One want. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then you went to Miami. I went home, and then I went back to Guatemala, and then we met back up. And actually, I mean, before that, so you published the book. Yep. How was that process? Uh, it was pretty tough, man. Yeah, harder than you expected. No, I mean, I feel I feel like the actual writing, editing, publishing part was pretty straightforward, but I was in a pretty tough place um, physically. Yeah, I was in a pretty I was in a pretty tough place physically. Yeah. Um. A, yeah. So I was in a challenging place, and I uh, just like made everything more difficult and um, made me question 
very often why I was doing it when I was I felt like I was like not giving myself the attention that I needed and uh it turns out that I was right <laughs> right I wasn't giving myself the attention that I needed but um regardless I it, I did it the um our publisher life to paper did a book festival in Florida for the entire month of November so I was there for that we did a bunch of events for the book man you know I got you on men's mental health but there was also a ton of other authors there and a ton of other books so did that and then in December my dad left Miami to go back to Canada he joined me for the month that was basically like I had a couple panic attacks while I was in Miami and like wanted to find like I was like didn't know what to do i was contemplating going to the hospital because i associated with breathing right yeah i was just like having a really hard time breathing and um started like that that created thoughts about my situation like oh my god do i need to go to the hospital i'm having a heart attack like what's happening to me so that was the first time in my life i ever had a panic attack and so i just called my parents and said like i need some support here like can you help me and they sent my dad and he was there and and i think i didn't i took it for granted because he took so much of a burden off my shoulders with like grocery shopping and like he was driving me around and making things easy for me and making me feel comfortable that like when he was there it kind of felt like things got a lot easier and then when he left it dawned on me that holy shit like it's actually a lot more challenging than i think it is i just had my dad helping me with all this shit things completely alone yeah and that's what ended up happening because i went from florida to i was gonna go to california to see um this physiotherapist but he wasn't answering my email so i just made the game time decision like as the plane was boarding that i wasn't gonna go trying to fucking chase down chase this this dude down that wasn't answering my i didn't know anyone in california i didn't know where i was gonna stay just like i just said like fuck it i'm gonna go to mexico because that was my my plan to go afterwards in retrospect i think the ultimately best decision would have been to go back to canada but nonetheless, that's I did what I did and um, went to Mexico. And that's when it dawned on me, like, wow, like I got to do all this shit on my own. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went to Mexico and stayed there for four months. Yeah. And I got there for the last three weeks of that. Yep. And then your dad got there just before that. Yeah, he came we back because it got worse for me. So yeah. So your dad came to help you out again. Because you said it got worse when you're... Because it got really bad in Mexico, right? Yeah, I had a couple injuries that made life pretty challenging. And so uh, I didn't feel... I was I was scared to just try to get to the airport and get on a flight and go home. So I called my parents again and said, Hey, I'm, I'm basically ready to come back to Canada, but like I need some help. So can you send dad? So he they did. Nice. And... Um, and he was there for a couple weeks, and then uh, we flew back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you were there for three weeks. Michael Miller was there for like yeah, like a week a month or something there. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you went home, and then you said every you were kind of holding it together with like adrenaline and just like out of necessity, knowing yeah. you're like I can't can't let it go while I'm so while I'm in Mexico right now. Like I got to make sure that I get back, kind of yeah. thing. So you kind of held it together. And then you came back and then it just, things deteriorated? Well, I just, like, stopped being able to walk and stopped being able to stand. And yeah. I wasn't breathing. Like, I was, like, like there was no air coming into my body. Like, 
got stuck right here in the top of my chest, like in my throat. And it felt like there was like a square centimeter of air coming in. And then the rest was just like pain, numbness, and um, I don't know what was going on with my body. I'm not a doctor, so I was. I think it was just like shock and adrenaline, and uh, yeah. So then that's that was like five months ago. Yeah. So I've been chilling in the. And how has it been? So being pretty much in for the most part in one room for the last five months. It's mostly a mental game. Mental emotional game. Yeah. What do you what are you what have you learned? Like what I mean, I'm obviously never directly contemplated being in this position, like for this long of a time and mostly in one room. Stay in a room. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I thought about being in five months for a room before, but now it's different. No, but like what is there anything about it that you think is different than someone would expect yeah i mean i think it's context dependent if you're in a room because that's what you wanted to do then you know you know power to you but if it's disempowering if you allow it to be yeah when you think about going outside and you think about what your friends are up to and then then the thought dawns on you that that's like a future thing um or if if you allow it to go there it's it might be a never thing and that's the real disempowering shit and so yeah just in terms of it being about perspective it's like if i yearn for being outside um then i, I can get i can experience negative emotions very quickly right like frust- frustration there, yeah. irritation depression yeah. um p- more pain lots of suffering can flow through me and I can feel it go through my body very quickly. I bet. Um, or I could say to myself, you know, it looks like a beautiful day outside and I'm happy that I'm, you know, safe and comfortable and I'm happy that I get to make progress and um, I'm happy that I get to focus on my healing and my health. And when the time's right and I'm ready, I'll go outside. Like, that's just a different conversation. Yeah. And the different conversation that I have in my head leads to different feelings that I experience in my body. Yeah. So for someone that might not have like the full context of the like the situation, like what is your ability to move, not move, pain, ability? Um, just l- very limited in my range of motion and my mobility. Um, I can sit for five, ten minutes at a time if I use my arms to support me. And uh, I don't re- I don't really have full flexion or extension of my spine, so I'm kind of stooped forward, looking at the floor a bit, and uh, not able to rotate my neck up or down or left or right at this time, and very ch- very challenging to lift up my arms and extend my legs. So standing is very difficult um, and painful. So yeah, just like limited in terms of my range of motion at the moment. And even just talking about it, like I can feel my body, like um, mm. doesn't feel good to talk about it. Um, people ask me how I'm doing and I don't really know how to respond anymore. I kind of just ignore the messages and say to myself, I say to myself, just like, I actually don't know what to say. So um, I I just like try to be as positive as possible and say, you know, I'm, I'm uh, what is working? 
and I talk about that stuff. What is working? Well, I'm, you know, more relaxed lately because I haven't been forcing myself to do things that are extremely uncomfortable and very difficult for me. I have been pushing myself a little bit and that's important because otherwise I, I won't make progress. I need to make sure that I'm venturing out um, of my comfort zone, uh, even into the pain. And, you know, it's obviously I can feel the difference between an ache or a stiffness and like, don't go there. Yeah. Those are different sensations. But uh, I would say the first couple months when I was at home, I was just like, I was like, I got to get out of this bed. Like, I got to get outside. Like, I got to go. I got to start my life again. People like I want to like, you know, and uh, that type of kind of like forcing myself to do things um, like a sense, almost like a feeling of impatience. And uh, one of my friends who's very spiritual said your desire is getting in the way of your healing and she said to try switching desire for gratitude so you know i desire to go outside and but i am grateful that um i've got a roof over my head mm-hmm. i try to focus on what is good about the situation i get to spend lots of time with my parents and uh, i'm learning more about myself like uh, this isn't really the ideals you know you you sent me a post the other day a picture that said um, most people meet their destiny on the road to try to avoid it yeah and uh i i probably would have eventually gotten to a lots of meditation at some point in my life Sometimes like for for, this, for yeah. example you right now you're doing lots of meditation um right now and uh, that might have been the, an easier way to just kind of stumble upon wanting yeah, I'm probably to not doing as much as you man yeah <laughs> But uh, but that truly does feel right now like the best thing I can do for myself. Necessity is the mother of innovation. Yeah. Close my eyes, allow my body to relax as much as possible, yeah. go inside. Yeah, I'm um, sure there's a lot of, a lot of self-talk around just like acceptance and not resisting the situation. I know in my experience things that I feel like I wish it didn't happen. I can get in obviously way more trivial things, even thinking this shouldn't be happening, and yeah. and then and then realizing that that isn't a helpful loop. No. And then I making making the decision uh, that a certain dialogue or talk track with yourself isn't helpful, and then just making a decision to not not even address that not not to say that you can't periodically readdress like your to readdress your beliefs and your things that you're not going to go there so it's not that it's closed off forever but making the decision of okay going to this decision going down I, i'm i hear myself going down the talk track of is it even worth it not a not a helpful not a helpful not a helpful talk track to go down and then also and then there's just so many things that's must be mental with where you, you you hear all the quotes and the cliches and the tropes and stuff and sometimes they're helpful but i imagine yeah. sometimes it's like all right well, well not That's that sick. helpful right now <laughs> in a way yeah so yeah yep yeah that being said uh one of the things you said there is just like about not allowing yourself to entertain certain thoughts and there'd be a part of like some people listening might think to themselves because i've thought about it before where it's like well then i'm not really honoring 
my whole the whole entire nature of the situation it's like well i've been in this situation for about five months and i've had about all the negative thoughts i could have and once i've had them once or twice or three times are a million times. then then it's not worth going for it a fourth yeah. time or a fifth time because yeah. it truly just based off all of the research that we've been doing yeah. about the way the brain and the body works um yeah joe dispensa said what seventy thousand thoughts a day or something yeah but 60 so 70 thousand sh- so thoughts I'm, so if you've spent a couple hundred like over a hundred days here like you've definitely at least had a, like a, oh, at least a hundred two hundred thousand negative thoughts yeah so it, it's like okay well the two hundred thousand negative thoughts about the situation aren't helping so obviously they're going to come up sometimes because you're a human yeah. but to not uh to not go there but then also when you do go there to recognize it before you've gone too deep down the rabbit hole yeah and just letting it go and then practicing the compassion and the forgiveness to that you did the thing that you just said you weren't going to go there because yeah. you've done it so much. Yeah, and even that is such a positive shift. Yeah. As soon as you, like I totally to, said, as soon as you find out it. that you're, you're not present, you are present. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a really positive shift for people, for myself especially, because yeah. I'm just, again, going back to Joe's work, he talks about like exactly what you said. As soon as you realize you weren't present, you are present. Yeah. And Joe talks about as soon as you are aware of the thought that is the person you're trying to not be anymore you're outside of that program because right. you saw it right. so you're actually the consciousness observing the self that you no longer desire to be or that has created the situation that you're yeah. in or is perpetuating the situation you're in so yeah like a lot of thought management and being aware of thought and yeah being present of it just get a freaking crash course like more like you're doing the 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 intellectual side of doing the practices and the things to learn to deal with it but then you're not keeping it in the in the theory and going about your regular Uh life it's all day every day this is the yo i'm in the crucible get you in the get you in the the expert level i'm on the court man in the arena yeah there's definitely a big difference between the yeah the theoretical and the application i'm i'm in the the application and like my mom was like are you sure you really need to meditate that much you were meditating before because i was like i was meditating an hour a day 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes at night but it just isn't it wasn't enough for me in my situation it's like and also also, it's like why not try also like what else i mean it's the best uh like 10 to the part of the garden that you can touch well, yeah meditation is totally one of the things that you can't touch so totally. you might as well go balls deep in it yep i'm balls deep in meditation <laughs> ladies and balls gentlemen. deep in meditation yeah. ladies and gentlemen and that's that's been uh my kind of reality i think if i was to be critical of myself um i have been using being in the basement as an excuse to not go outside Mm. as much anyway because like for example i'll give you an example we've got this like physiotherapy table in my room and for a full week i didn't go on the table and do any physiotherapy exercises i did some stuff in my bed but it was because i had created this mental image that in order to get on the table i needed to stand walk to it and sit down and that was creating so much anxiety and fear of falling of hurting myself of of 
pulling a muscle and making it even harder to get better, like all these stories I was telling myself. And so it was a disempowering image. And then I did, it was so, I was so stuck in that's what I had to do to get on the table that I didn't see any possibility. And yeah, then the after four or five days of meditating every day, it started opening my eyes to, well, maybe there is another way to get on the table. Yep. Maybe I don't need to stand up to get on the table and maybe I can do, and it's like, obviously you don't want to make everything in your life so easy that you devolve, but it's like, if I truly am having that much difficulty and that much anxiety about standing, like, can I find another way to do it? And so I ended up shuffling myself onto it. I asked my dad for help. He moved the table against the bed. When we sat up, I was like, okay, let me just shuffle myself over to the corner, transfer myself onto it. And now I'm on it. And it didn't feel good. It didn't feel comfortable, but I also didn't have to stand. So I was able to bridge the gap between not being able to do it. And so again, when I see the picture of myself going outside, it's this massive fucking undertaking, man. It's like, yeah. I got to get in the wheelchair. I got to get to the stairs at the stairwell. Um, we got either someone has to pick me up the fucking stairs, which puts other people's self at risk and also me at risk. But also we have this new wheelchair that Steve Richmond gave us. So thank you, Steve, which goes up the stairs by itself. And then when I'm outside, I thought the same thing about the tables. Like I got to stand up and get on the thing, but it's not necessarily true. I could, I could find a way to get on it without having to do that. Yeah. Just at least get some sunlight. It'd probably be good to be outside and get some fresh air. Yeah. And also just the perspective change too. Just Just get out of the fucking room. Literally get out of the room. Get out of the room. Get some vitamin D in there. Yeah. Also take advantage of it because we're recording this last day of August, so probably only another another four to six weeks where you're gonna even want to go out there with any reasonable weather. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, See what it, what brings tomorrow. Yeah. So. And what would you what do, what have you learned about meditation going from practices of like you know five ten minutes to hour multiple hours plus. Um. I would I would equate it to just if you think about any skill you're trying to learn let's say you were learning how to play guitar and you practice for 10 minutes a day that would be useful like you'd be able to repeat the basic stuff for 10 minutes every day and actually learn how to play guitar for 20 minutes a day for like three to six months and that helped me a lot learn the basics but there isn't a ton of repetition and Mm -hmm. to learn new information is to create new as i'm learning new neurological connections in your brain to sprout new neurons you literally are growing your brain Mm -hmm. by learning something new so if you're learning the guitar for 10 minutes you're learning something new but there isn't a lot of maintaining and enhancing the connections that you made which Mm -hmm. is what repetition is about so i'm doing the meditation now for an hour or two hours or three hours a day And I even noticed after two weeks already of three hours of meditation a day, we just did the meditation when I was on the table a little bit earlier. There's like a 15 minutes where it's like just beginning to kind of get you to be as present as possible. Yeah. And I must have caught myself like, man, like 10, 15 times in the 15 minutes thinking to myself, all right, get back on track, focus, right? Be present. Some point at there in there. Yeah. Some, some point you kind of hit a groove and you start to be more present. And uh, you might, first of all, if you do 10 minutes, you might not have enough time to get to that. Point. Yeah, you might, or you might just get there and then you have like a minute of it 
at the last (laughs) yeah you're done but most importantly i think it's just about getting in the repetition because a lot of people say that the meditation isn't being fully present but the meditation is noticing that you weren't present so i just i get so many more repetitions of saying to myself okay come back to focus yeah and And, like like 10 times more 15 times more than i would have so it's like it's like practicing the c the c chord or the g chord on the guitar like 10 times more than the other person it's like i'm gonna get better at it a lot faster yeah and the other thing pulling together like what i've heard from a lot of different meditation teachers spiritual masters is with meditation there it's not when it when it becomes the truly transcendental uh, effects of it it's almost not something that you do it's you almost it's like if you're trying to start a fire then you're getting the kindling together and the gasoline yeah. and you're and you're putting yourself in a it's like a controlled accident so to speak where yeah. you get everything there and then you allow it to happen true so to speak but the way for that to happen is you have to go through the repetitions and and do it and maybe do it for periods of time and at certain points where it isn't getting the full gravity of what the potential benefits are yeah but then over time you do get better yeah i mean like for the people listening and even myself like saying it now to reinforce to myself that this is what i'm working towards is like a a meeting and an encounter with divine right it's like i know by meditating every day that i'm going to improve my health it's good for me it's good for my mental health. it's good for my emotional health and so I will make incremental progress as a result of that. But what you're saying is setting the, you're setting yourself up, you're putting all of the different wood yeah. and gasoline in place yeah. for once I hit that, like there, there's an encounter potential. Well, the whole thing is you don't like the real benefit, not, not the real benefit, but the large benefit that is potential comes from the unknown. So you don't, yes. you don't know what's going to come, yeah. but you put yourself in a position for that to happen. Yeah. Because if you knew what was going to come through, then you might not need to do it. Yeah. Um, and so I'm counting on <laughs> if I do it enough times and I put myself in a position to be successful and surrender to, like you said, the unknown, which is being in the present moment. Yeah. Um, something I, is going to happen. I think that, and I think that brings up an interesting point because obviously, in part, the, the intention, big part, especially for you, is making strides in in physical health and mental health, everything. And then it almost kind of touches on spirituality in general, where it's uh, if you if you focus on the highest image, the highest ideal that you can, then you don't necessarily know all the details of how the the overall improvement is going to work. But by going into that, he's got a cat. Ian, stop fucking yelling, dude. You're distracting people. If you go for that for that highest highest thing then things can happen that reach your goal but you're not even necessarily aware of the i don't know the hyperthalamus your kidney interacting you know you don't know what neuron is firing with what exact part of your brain that did it yeah but the 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 actual result of what you're trying to get to can happen um yeah well a lot of this process is about overcoming yourself yeah and a lot of this just kind of brings in like and it seems like there's so much research on it, but it doesn't seem to be widespread mainstream knowledge 
of the physical transformations that people can make in terms of overcoming what were previously thought of as yeah. unchangeable illnesses, setbacks, conditions. Yeah. It see there's just from it seems like there's a lot of evidence coming out and I'm sure there is, you know, examples of miracles throughout history, but it seems like getting a more streamlined process towards that goal of of creating seeming miracles in the way that they defy our general notions based on mainstream medicine for example seems like it's just it it is happening yeah it definitely is it seems like it's happening definitely it's like i listen to at least one or two yeah testimonials every day yeah by people in joe Dispenza's work to remind myself that it's possible to create the belief and reinforce that i can actually heal right and that's a big part of it is like do i actually believe that and uh and so i I keep giving myself the information yeah because that's why it's like you gotta and that's why there's an element of the practicing and seeing the tangible results in some in any aspect any type of movement in the direction of that yeah and part of that i guess from the meditation standpoint would be as we talked about you said joe Dispenza's goal is trying to get to the mystical experience yeah he's gotten it and he's, he's trying got, to do more yeah. yeah he's just give me the mystical experience yeah mystical experience is great we did a meditation by joe Dispenza tonight i felt like i went into like a like i felt at one point i i because i just like you i was quieting my mind and returning again and again and again yeah. and again and then there was a point where I focused, uh, like, the darkness and then into, like, a central circle going through that a bit. But he was in a funnel or tunnel yeah, or something. Yeah, it was like a K-hole. No, it was a samadhi, nice. dude. But it, it reminds me of Eckhart Tolle talking about the inner and outer purpose. And your outer purpose is attached to your ego identity in your body, which is horizontal time. And that is like next year all the things i'm gonna do and the journey the journey of your life which might be a million steps whereas he said the internal the internal journey which is vertical is outside of linear or horizontal time if the outer which is the inner purpose so he said if the outer purpose is a million steps and that's what the focus on that's the journey the inner purpose the inner journey the vertical is always just focused on the current step that you're on mm-hmm. regardless of what whether you're 5 or 55 it doesn't matter no matter what yeah. it's just that step that you're on yeah. and that's where he also this goes into like all the ideologies and the religions and the mysticism and the spirituality where he talked about the idea of Christ not as not not christianity uh, in necessarily in terms of like the Catholic Church and the way it's been taught, but he described Christ as being the present moment itself. So um, I don't know exactly how that. Yeah. Anyway, I I'll we talked a lot about the lead domino. Yeah. The, of like what's going the, for the what's the first domino? Yeah. Yeah. What's the first one that would knock over all? Like, cause like a lot of people, if you ask them, like you know, what are you working on? They'd be like, yeah, I'm trying to make money. Or I'm trying to xyz build this company and those are all really beautiful aims for for a lot of people and then i'm thinking to myself like what's the most important thing that i could be doing for myself and um just to your point it sounds like whatever the step is in front of me the the next step the present moment step yeah 
That seems like the lead domino. Yeah. Then it get then it gets interesting in the sense of because you gotta spend you gotta spend some amount of time figuring out the steps that you're going towards so for you to focus on a single step or can you just go total total surrender to it all absolute faith surrender present in the moment and never plan anything yeah. in the in the traditional well, sense yeah i mean but you could be present when you're planning right? yeah 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 don't plan when you're when you're being present but be present when you're planning yeah um and that, uh yeah so i mean i've had uh, interesting and a very boring in some ways but also enlightening and yeah. uh challenging and fucking humbling and fucking yeah, humbling i imagine uh, humbling oh, uh experience over the last five months but you've had some pretty interesting experiences for yourself in the last five months yeah i mean yeah, yeah, you you stayed in mexico and mazunte longer than i yeah, did and then for an extra two months and then yeah so i mean and then you came back here and went to uh went to fucking iceland yeah we went to a music festival so yeah. you've seen some shit you've done some shit man yeah what about you what would you say is kind of the biggest thing that you've taken away from the last year because like just over a year ago i left for canada and you were still in yeah guatemala well it's finding a balance i find find observing the internal conflict of not necessarily being motivated by the traditional metrics of success or the traditional lifestyle of living at all and but at the same time there's a there's also a reality to to being able to exist in the world too sure and then yeah fuck the system no not it's not not, i don't know it's 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 i just find sometimes i get i'm just not even can't even relate sometimes in terms of like regular conversations not not that i not not that i'm like out of it i can i'm can pretty much i feel like i can yeah, you can chat i can get with it and chat with people You're about anything guy, yeah. yeah i like to i like to talk You're and creative. you can make connections between things for sure i i just find myself seeing i just feel like there's so much this like emphasis on just like just doing working like just yeah 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 don't worry don't worry about why we're doing it or like a great it's just we're going and it there just seems to be and that's obviously obviously there's lots of people that live intentionally and with purpose so part of it is just mirroring back my own questions of what's going on what's the point but not 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 necessarily in a in a dejected way but actually being what would be the what would be the highest purpose highest maybe alignment what to do why to do it well when i look at you man i think uh i see first of all lots of potential and lots of possibility of like if he really wanted to go all in on something he would make it spectacular and because of that you need to number one be you need to be aware that you could bullshit yourself for sure really easily about being lazy and just saying that you know i'm just gonna you know i don't want to take the on the traditional route or, i don't really resonate with that stuff and you just no, you know watch sure. your watch yourself and that's also why you have you know good people in your life who care about you and they're keeping an eye on you as well but also like we talk about this a lot you and i and we've we've made a bunch of till the end episodes about this because people that had followed and had watched these 
knew that we were traveling and one of the big themes we talked about was when else are we gonna fucking do this yeah when else are we gonna not work and go see the world and i mean things like that are changing with remote work and different opportunities for people but when else are you gonna just go do a you know four-day fast and (laughs) not talk to anybody and not read any books and just meditate and contemplate and think about life and stuff like you know you don't have a ton of responsibility and a lot of people would look at that and say well you know shame on you for not doing more with the time you have it's like well maybe i'm doing the most yeah right like because there's because there just there does seem to be and obviously you can do anything and change your mind and stop anything at any point of course and there's just a reality in acknowledging that momentum has a certain force that once you kind of get it going with the certain things and you have your apartment in a certain place and then you got your uh, uh you got your job and let's say you have a girlfriend and you're part of a you know a pickleball team and actually right. yeah pick, no pickleball is great uh, i'm not hating on on, on pickleball or girlfriends um but yeah there just seems to be this i mean 24 hours is a lot but you can see once you get it once you have it filled with a couple of those things there's not a lot of time there's not a lot of time left which is fine especially if it's if if it's what you want to do if if it's what you want to do but what you find is like a lot of people don't really have a lot of time for themselves uh, individually and not necessarily saying that they all want it I think a lot of people know not know what to do with them. So, I mean, I don't, that's the whole thing. Is part of it is like, what do you do with that? And it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because earlier today I had the thought. I didn't say anything about it, but I was thinking about you and like kind of seeing you sit there on the on the the couch. And I said to myself, it must be difficult to not have a job and to just not know what to do with yourself, right? Because, yeah. you know, you got the job and it's predictable, you know, I got to be at work at a certain Yeah, time you're complaining and... and everything, but at the same time, you know where you're going to be when. Yeah, and it gives you a certain level of familiarity and security and uh, predictability, which are all great for the ego. And, ide- and identity, too, which yeah. is attached, like attached with all that forms, this identity of who you are, and you can see yourself in relation to yourself and your coworkers and your job and what you're doing and how much you're making and all those different things and then when they're not there it's you got like who the fuck am i and then it and you realize that a lot of what we think we are is so interdependent upon other people and you probably notice it when you you're you can be a totally different person when you're hanging out with your friends or you're hanging out with distant relatives. All of a sudden, you're like quiet and boring. Yeah. Sometimes, not just it's not necessarily a problem. It's just like a different setting, and then or you're at work and you're a different person, and then you st- and then you sit down and and then you're by and then you're like, well, which one is it? And obviously, all of them to some extent, and then to some extent, none of them, and then that's a whole mind fuck, and. Uh, yeah man i think what we're trying to say everybody is you should sit down and meditate sit down because even if you are doing a lot and you just you identify with it's important to work which i don't think there's i have nothing against that yeah Um, it's important to blank whatever it is that you think is important to you it's like 
if you take the time to be with yourself and to meditate from my experience now, it opens you up to asking yourself more questions. Yeah. And just because you're creating awareness yeah. and you're creating consciousness. And it also brings up that the regular, in terms of the, not even the regular system, but the average person that lives the kind of traditional of like a, of a nine to five, uh, like we, we listened to a podcast earlier today with Jay Shetty and Joe Dispenza and Jay Shetty meditates for two hours. And obviously he's lived a very conscious and intentional life. So he's designed his life in a way with the priority of I'm going to make sure that I have a lot of time to meditate because it's really what I value. And because he uh, he's not, you know, tied down in the regular sense to other schedules, obviously he works a lot, but he has somewhat of a flexible schedule probably compared to the average person. Um, but the, you know, the average person you start really breaking it down like where what do you mean like you're gonna there's just not a lot of time there if you break down the average person's life if they're gonna be at work for 8 30 9 and they have an hour commute and they gotta get ready so they're up at like 6 30 7 o'clock then they're then they commute then they're at work for eight eight to nine hours some people work more you get you know five six o'clock five thirty by the time they get out of the office hour home 6 30 if you go to the gym which is supposed to go to even if that's like an hour with all the shower and stuff that's at 7 30 then you gotta get grocery shopping laundry cleaning if you have a girlfriend if you have a kid and then if you want to hang out with your friends and if you want to have any time for any personal hobbies or doing anything or just and visiting family and taking care of taxes all the regular stuff and then you're like I'm supposed to. Where's the hour or two of meditation gonna come in to fit in that man? Honestly, though, mm-hmm. it gets to the and I'm in favor of whatever you can do do. So I think I started off doing like five breaths when I woke up and before I go to bed, and even if you can do five to ten minutes, it's way better than nothing. But these extended benefits of what the, of the the added benefits of the extended, I the time the math doesn't <laughs> the math doesn't add up on the regular life schedule and a lot of people are working a lot more than 40 hours a week too it's I, I, all i, I guess being it's very encouraging for people here. i guess it well it's just the the this the regular flow and pattern is not that conducive to having a lot of time to reflect because okay if you're supposed to get to seven hours a night of sleep and you got home at like but if you're actually doing all the things you can there's not that much time squeezed in there at the end of the day in between work and if you're gonna if you're gonna get up at 6 30 and you need to be asleep to get seven hours yeah. be asleep at 11 30 especially parents man like if you parents and you're a parent like if you got two kids and a, and a dog and a cat like dan shaw used to like wake up at 4 4 a.m yeah. or it's impressive man with high performing people yeah, but like how 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 much longevity do you expect and yeah. like do you really want your life to be about that? And I'm not saying you don't, I'm just asking. It's like that's what I got to ask myself is like, well, it's easy for you to say you can meditate 3 hours a day cuz you ain't doing shit. Yeah, no it's for like, sure. Well, I'm th- I was thinking to myself like after this, like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any less than 2 hours a day because I find it so useful and so beneficial and like I'm thinking now like what choices would I would have made in the last four or five years in the last 10 years if I was meditating like this frequently 
Yeah. And I was that much more aware. And I was... And then when you really meditate, you're like, all right, instead of thinking about how much I would have done before, yeah. how much can I do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think the biggest benefit, which is what I've been looking for this whole time, is like, and what the universe has been trying to fucking serve to me and then finally had to hit me over the back of the head with it, is slow down. Yeah. And there's nothing slower than closing your eyes and listening to soft music or closing your eyes and following a guided meditation or closing your eyes and just paying attention to your breath um, but it, but it regulates all of your systems in your body helps you to um, what I'm developing is a new state of being right I was very high strung and felt like I needed to even without the kid and without the responsibilities I felt like I needed to fill every crevice and small piece of my life with something that I was going to do and I was really missing the cultivation of who am I being yeah and that's what this time is about is cultivating a being and uh, all the doing will be a lot more a lot more joyful and easy because I won't be forcing it or pushing myself or It'll just come. And, yeah. Uh, if you're using your saw all the time, then it's not going to be very sharp. Yeah. Yeah. I find that balance. Seems like a lot of things go back to balance, don't yeah. they? Somewhere in between the extremes of living in a cave for 30 years and never meditating and working 70 yeah. hours a week. That's a trip. Find it, trying to... I mean, I guess more than anything, that's what this podcast has been, is just let's put on the thing and try and figure it out. And it's like, what's it? Dude? Oh, yeah, we just, like, said let's do one and didn't really plan anything, so... Yeah. That's cool with me, man. Like, I, I think uh, moving forward, I, I know what I'm up to. <laughs> Meditating and, uh, and uh, preparing myself to um, get back out there and, uh, and uh, just live my life I'm living my life right now but live it in a in a more expanded way um what about you what is what does the horizons look like for Ian Chadlin and Gabriel great question and uh I I feel like at the end of the day I don't I wouldn't I don't think it'd be my absolute uh, greatest preference to to get a regular job. However, I'm not I'm I'm not against that. Even if it's you know a year or two years or something with and with a, intentionally beforehand, um, like an exit strategy and and with, not not that said that anything can happen with the intention of it being temporary. Um, but I think I'm in this kind of in between right now. Where I feel like before that, I feel like I have at least one, maybe not as long as the previous adventures, but at least one more adventure before that. I, I get, it comes back to the thing of what we said before of like, what is something I'd be interested in doing I think would be helpful that might not be a realistic possibility to before jumping back into the regular swing of things and and taking the risk of just being caught up in that 
indefinitely. Yeah, true. People think it's a risk to go venture out and it's a risk to stay in too man it gets comfy and which is fine i guess it just depends what you want i i don't know i just i i see like parts of discontent of in the process of figuring out what i want to do right now but and and then i glamorize or idealize certain you know aspects of how it it was before when it when we were working in a job and we were living close to work and we made decent money and we had friends and we had things to do and maybe there's just like a deeper thing of there's something all there's always going to be feeling like there's something missing but part of part of it was just while at the end of the day i liked everything surrounding the job and everything but the actual Mm -hmm. the, the best hours of the best of the day for most of the time the actual thing itself, not the things I was doing to avoid the work, but the actual thing itself I did not, wasn't too thrilled about. And there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the way you make your money. It's not a money. It's not about work. It's not about doing what you want to do. And yeah, and that very well may be how it all shakes for me or anyone. But it, I think giving a shot otherwise makes sense. Um, so I see... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No? What are you trying to say? Uh, even, I, I find myself in this uncertainty of not knowing exactly what I want to do, of the comfort of just being in a comfortable, kind of cushy, safe safe yeah. position of doing a regular type of job that's just reasonably within the skill set and ease, and not not particularly enjoying it, maybe liking aspects of it, but just kind of doing that. And at the end of the day, maybe that's how it all goes. I'm not, I'm not like, I'll never fucking do that. And then see me in a couple, you know what I mean? Like I'm open my, I'm not, I'm not never say never on something like that. But I think it'd be, I think it makes a sense to at least give a shot on, on something where, how could I spend the majority of my time really excited and enthused and passionate about what I'm doing? And maybe, maybe, maybe that doesn't happen, but it's, I think it's worth, worth a shot. (laughs) We Uh, did a meditation today where part of it was cultivating an emotion internally. So the question was, is what would courage look like? Yeah. Allow your body to feel that feeling now. What would passion look like? Allow your body to feel that now. And he went through. Yeah a series of things did you get any imagery around passion or around um courage or around uh genius or any of these other i didn't get anything i didn't get in terms of what i would be doing necessarily but i did i did get it to some insight in terms of feeling perhaps the gratitude beforehand before it happens and feeling the excitement for what's to come for the good things that are going to happen even though i don't necessarily know exactly what they're going to be where yeah. it's going to be how yeah. it's going to be and all the all the details yeah. so and that's okay yeah yeah exactly and i but i think that's part of this and and obviously there's pitfalls in what i'm about to say in terms of buying your own bullshit and, and falling by the wayside and that's definitely possible of course and it does seem to be being able to not just reach for the first safety net on like immediately upon not feeling comfortable and not knowing what it's going to be and be like, well, I guess I should just pick something to know. Boom. 
where yeah. and obviously and here's the thing I, you can't even necessarily recommend that to everyone um because i think the margin of error there is a higher margin of error to live like that and to try and because maybe as an individual for because obviously you know we hear about you know failure being the precursor to be success yeah all success all successful people will failures yeah but not all failures become successful so like yeah. like don't yeah don't don't mix up that like just because all success had failure doesn't mean all failure has success obviously um so there's a lot of self-doubt and all those kind of things to to overcome which seems to be the work to some extent and i guess i guess the other thing is kind of banking on if just looking from like a financial standpoint is the skill sets that i think we're developing in the long term i think are very highly valuable because they become an exclusive skill set at a certain expertise and skill where the money can become a lot more whereas like you you know if you weren't developing a skill that could be valuable and you weren't excited to yeah then it might not be as realistic buddy nobody's gonna pay you to jerk off what it's not happening dude no i'm not good enough no not good to work enough. on no, that but um you gotta get in the trenches mm-hmm. um i want to say something about uh if you don't mind me being critical and it's not it's not like a criticism it's just a it's a pay attention (laughs) to pay attention it's like i asked you a couple you know weeks ago or whatever it was how you doing you said kind of malaise yeah and uh nothing wrong with feeling malaise like you're gonna feel malaise um but it's like this i'm doing the same work that you're doing that everybody else is doing which is what are you thinking and how are you feeling because whatever the state of being is which is uh we're i'm learning from joe is your the accumulation of how you think and how you feel yeah. is your state of being is what you're attracting to you. Right. So that's why the negative thought loops of, is this going to be worth it? Isn't worth it is because when I, when I say that to myself and then I feel doubt and anxiety, it's weakening me and I'm more likely now to be attracting to yeah. myself that type of energy and with you it's like yeah there's like you know you're gonna feel a little bit of malaise but like that being said what you said earlier which is feeling gratitude before the event yeah feeling excitement before the event even if you don't know what's coming yeah the state of being you're cultivating will attract into your life opportunities synchronicities experiences people and you'll be ready to fucking take that open because like like think about how many how much cool shit happened when you were just like laid back, relaxed yeah. at a cafe, drinking a cup of coffee in a positive state of being and feeling good. Yeah. Right. And how much like opportunity walked into your, into your life when you did that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be tough to attract what you, what you want. If you're, if you're, I mean, obviously you're going to go in and out of feeling yeah. negative emotions. Sometimes there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's part of being human. Yeah. Um, but where you like, where's the most of your energy, and feeling because you're gonna be attracting that yeah i agree yeah i really think it makes sense to cultivate the the state of being which is what in general i feel like there's this and we touched on this is the it seems like an overemphasis on doing and yeah. being is kind of forgotten like yeah. like the way we we're like, watching a video of Eckhart Tolle talk about um, some people are really spend a lot of time being and a little bit of time doing that's him and he's like and there's people like oprah winfrey who spent a lot of time doing but they never like 
they never forget to, you know, to be. And he said, the only time I'm good at doing is when I'm teaching being. <laughs> Other than that, he's just being. He's like, there's like 300 unanswered emails and uh, the world, the sun still came up this morning. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's if you're in a position where if you don't answer them, you're not immediately fired. <laughs> but, yeah. I hear but again, that's the creation of the lifestyle that you want to live in. So in terms of the a trip or something of what I want to do, I do feel like, I do feel... Stop trying to say like I've been doing better. You're um, doing great. Dude. I, th- I think no, I'm doing. I've caught myself a bunch of times and I haven't been saying it as much. You're killing the game out here, dude, dude. I don't even. I'm so grateful for the lack s- of likes I've been. I'm, I'm gonna say in the future. Yo, it's wild. For the amount of acid this guy just took and DMT <laughs> smoked and mushrooms he ate and we already shared the tequila and finished All it like it. 20 minutes ago. So All of it. No, and that. But actually, that is what I think would be in Start terms of something company? that could. Act, in ter- pardon start a tequila company no oh becoming the rock um the i would i do think that if there is something that i would be interested in in if i could do like really if anything if i could do anything oh, shit. if I, no like if money was you no creating ob- possibility right now? yeah yeah no and i like if i could do anything and money was no object and i'm thinking about the state of being and being okay you know what and go on doing all these things it's time and maybe what i'm about to say will eventually happen and may after what i'm about to say and, and if it does so be it but in terms of this moment right now the idea of okay let me just get fucking call see call around friends and let's get a job and do that now not to say that couldn't happen months from now um and then just go and spend like 40 hours a week doing something i don't want to do and then on the side trying to figure out something and maybe that's the route later but i think i th- i think it'd be really cool to go to like peru or something and go go live with like a tribe go on the amazon or go, to, go to the amazon or go to one of these but he's ready to drink yeah drink the ayahuasca, ayahuasca or wachuma nice both some sort of mix mixture on that because here's here, here's the way i look at it even if i don't get some sort of like huge profound insight and i just have to come back and do the regular job all that at least i went and did that first at least i did like the like the most at least i went interdimensionally traveling before settling down yeah whereas if i go if i go if i get a job and i go get a year lease in the city where like i we get a decent job but realistically it's like it's not there's if i get a normal apartment there's not going to be this giant wealth spring of sure like disposable income. disposable income in the sense of before i you know and I buy buy a bed and buy couches sure. buy all those things and then what am i gonna do and then after and then once i have all that then in a year or two from now then i'm gonna move i'm gonna get rid of the lease get rid no. of all that stuff like then you said, go to the, the amazon builds you know what direction. i mean like here's the thing it's possible just do one more year it's, it's possible but it's it just seems like yeah. if it's gonna happen, it's probably gonna be before that. Before yeah. that, even and I'm open. Like, I guess, and this is an interesting thing because if it isn't about what you do and it's about your state of being, and then you gotta balance the well, shouldn't you be happy doing anything? <laughs> and then, but then you get it out of because then if there's no you and there's no ego and you have no and there's no preferences, then why and why wouldn't you just be happy? You should be able to be to do any job be an accountant be a garbage man go back to sales and just go about the daily tasks mindfully and happily and going through it and there's a part that maybe that is the case and that's possible 
But then there's a question of what's your highest truth in the sense of what, like, if you really put your money where your mouth is in terms of abundance, is that what you want to do? Maybe. I don't know. To me, it just seems like if you were, like, going about it very consciously, you'd just be more conscious of how fucking shitty it was. (laughs) But maybe, but the whole thing is it's like, it's not what you do, it's 